Welcome to The Skin Reel, your guide to all things skincare, skin health, beauty, and more, curated by dermatologists and true skin experts. I'm your host, Dr. Mary Alice Mina. I'm a double board certified dermatologist and dermatologic surgeon with over a decade of clinical experience. If you're looking for real, practical, unhyped skincare guidance and expertise, or you just think the skin is really cool, then you're in the right spot. I'm so glad you've tuned in to The Skin Reel. Now let's dive in because this is how dermatologists talk skin. Hi everyone, quick disclaimer here before we start. This podcast is for educational purposes only and is not a substitute for professional care by a doctor or other qualified medical professional. If you're looking for help on your skin journey, please check out the American Academy of Dermatology's website, aad.org, where you can search their database for dermatologists near you. It is so important that you have someone in your corner who's well-trained, licensed, and board-certified who can help you make decisions when it comes to your skin health. Okay, got it? Great. Now for the fun stuff. Hey everyone, thanks so much for joining me on this week's episode of The Skin Reel. I am really excited today to talk about something that is just a buzzword being thrown around all the time. I know I am getting constant emails and articles and I'm seeing it on my social media threads, but that is this topic and this concept of collagen. And either the article is talking about how we are losing it or it's talking about how we can boost it and improve it. And of course, supplements, foods, protein powders, all this stuff is out there being marketed to us on whether we can boost our collagen. I wanted to do a deep dive into collagen today because even I was a little bit intrigued and definitely went down the rabbit hole with some of these like, well, is that true? Can it really boost my collagen if I add a couple tablespoons into my coffee in the morning? Because let's face it, I am 43 years old. I am starting to see signs of collagen loss because it is natural. That is what happens. Even at age 25 in your mid-20s, believe it or not, your collagen production starts to decline. And by the time you are middle-aged and for women, once you are postmenopausal, that depletion of collagen is huge. And certainly by the time people are 60, both men and women, collagen levels are very low. And nowadays people want to look good. They want to feel good. 43 no longer seems like such an old age, or at least I think. Think so. And so people want to know, well, how do I look as good as I feel? How do I get my joints to no longer hurt? How do I get to keep doing the exercises that I want to do with my bones and my joints, etc.? And so there is a lot of interest in collagen and ways to combat the loss and boost our collagen. And so on today's episode, I'm going to talk about the ways that we lose collagen and some of the things we can do to boost it. And I'll definitely do some follow-up episodes on this because this is way too big a topic to just cover in about 20, 30 minutes. So let's just 
start at the very basics. What is collagen, right? We hear about it all the time, but do you really know what it is? Collagen is the most abundant protein found in our bodies, and it is made up of amino acids. And collagen helps support our skin, our bones, our eyes, joints, cartilage, blood vessels. It is everywhere. And it's super important and super critical. It's not just a skin thing, right? And there are dozens of types of collagen, right? There are actually 28. And typically though, we're talking about the first three collagens. And as a dermatologist, it's really collagen one. That is the one that's predominantly in our skin. And that's the one that I think a lot of my patients at least are concerned about losing. And that's collagen type one but there are a ton of them out there. And collagen is made up of these amino acids that come together and they actually form this triple helix structure. And in order to form this structure, which is critical for collagen, we need a few things called cofactors. And those are going to be things like vitamin C, zinc, copper, and manganese. And I know in some episodes I've talked about how scurvy is a condition that used to affect a lot of people, especially sailors who were out at sea for months at a time. They had no vitamin C or they had no fresh fruits. And so they were deficient in vitamin C. And then they developed scurvy. And so they actually had evidence of poor collagen production. They would bleed very easily. Their gums would bleed. And that is all due to the fact that they were missing this critical cofactor for collagen formation, and that's vitamin C. Like I mentioned before, our collagen does decline with age. And what are some of the ways you might notice this? Well, you may notice wrinkling of your skin. You may notice that your skin is getting a little saggy, but collagen isn't just in our skin, right? So you also may notice your joints are stiffer. You have less mobility and flexibility. You may have changes in your vision or worsening gum disease or issues with your teeth. And this is all related to collagen depletion throughout our body. So let's break down some of the ways that we lose collagen. Number one, like I've already alluded to, is simply aging. And this is just a fact of life and it's totally natural and it's just something that happens. And that is that our collagen production does decline in our mid-20s. This is accelerated for women going through menopause and after. Diet is another factor that's so critical for forming collagen. Like I mentioned, having those important cofactors, having vitamin C in your diet, zinc, copper, manganese, you need to have these. So eating a balanced diet is critical. You also want to eat lean proteins and food that has protein so that that can be broken down and you have those critical amino acids that are important for forming new proteins and new collagen. One thing that can help accelerate collagen loss and also make the collagen that you have more dry and brittle is if you eat a lot of refined sugars and carbohydrates. And that is because those refined sugars will bind to the collagen and form these things called 
advanced glycation end products, which are also known as AGEs. And the more sugar that you eat, the more that they bind to your collagen, they make it stiff and brittle, and it's no longer pliable, flexible, healthy collagen. So that's one thing that if you were to, of course, have sugars in moderation and not excessive sugars, that's one way you can help prevent your collagen breakdown that you do have. Sunlight, of course, as a dermatologist, I have to talk about this. It is so important in breaking down your collagen. And I wish people really took this to heart, but the sun is going to break down your collagen. It's going to prematurely age you because the UV radiation from the sun is going to break down your collagen via this matrix metalloproteinase, which is going to cause premature aging. Your skin is going to wrinkle more. It's going to have irregular pigmentation and texture changes. It's going to be more sallow and it's just not going to bounce back and be youthful. And I see this all the time in my patients where they don't really sun protect and their arms and their face and their neck are one color and texture. And then when I see their stomach, it's this pristine skin that really hasn't been exposed to the sun. And there's a huge difference in how the stomach skin or skin that's been sun protected looks compared to the other skin. So you maybe can even do this on yourself. Look at some part of your body that really doesn't get sun exposure and then compare it to a part of your body like your face or your arms or your hands that does get chronic sun exposure and just take a look at the difference there. So again, sunlight is a huge factor in premature aging. Smoking, again, another big one. And smoking, of course, has so many health issues associated with it. There's so many reasons not to smoke, right? From life-threatening lung cancer and death, to purely vain ones. So whatever it is that's going to push you to no longer smoke, I'm for it. But if we can just get you to stop smoking, it is really going to help your health. And collagen is one of those things that it actually will help. Smoking actually causes vasoconstriction in your blood vessels. And so you are going to get less oxygen and nutrients to parts of the body, say your skin. And that is why people who smoke, their skin is not as healthy. They have more collagen and elastin breakdown and they have discoloration of their skin as well. So lots and lots of reasons to not smoke, but one of them could be a depletion in your collagen. Hormones change as we get older, especially for women where we see that huge drop off in estrogen, where women are really estrogen depleted after menopause. And that is going to accelerate the collagen loss that we see. And it's going to magnify or amplify the issues that we see with collagen loss, that sallowness, the sagging of the skin, and also not to mention issues with your joints and bone health. And then lastly, medical conditions can cause a depletion in collagen. So for all my listeners out there who may suffer from an autoimmune disorder, that is where your body attacks itself. People who have autoimmune conditions like lupus or rheumatoid arthritis or scleroderma, just to name a few, these conditions can actually attack your own body and your own collagen, accelerating collagen depletion. And then, of course, there are conditions where people are born with genetic mutations in their DNA where they do not make healthy, functional 
collagen. And those are things like Ehlers-Danlos syndrome. And those patients are going to have problems with scarring and healing. They can also have a lot of issues with their internal blood vessels or some of the structures of the eye. And then other conditions, things like osteogenesis imperfecta, also known as brittle bone syndrome. Those patients have a genetic mutation where they cannot properly form collagen. And this predominantly affects their bones, but can also affect things like their hearing. So I know that can be a lot and can seem a little bit like a downer, but not all is lost. There are definitely things we can do. There are proactive steps we can take to help prevent collagen depletion and to even help boost our collagen. As long as we realize there is a to a point where we we can change these things, right? There are certain things that are going to happen, but how do we make the most of it and how do we minimize the negative effects, right? Let's talk about boosting our collagen. What are some actual things we can do to boost our collagen? Well, first and foremost, a balanced diet. And a lot of researchers, a lot of doctors, and a a lot of dietitians, I think as well, advocate for a Mediterranean diet. This is a diet that really promotes a lot of healthy foods, lots of fruits and vegetables, a lot of complex carbohydrates and lean proteins, and minimizes fats, especially the saturated fats. And I think it even allows a glass of red wine. So if you're interested, definitely check out the Mediterranean diet that it really has been shown to help improve your overall health, but it can also be really impactful in boosting your collagen. Of course, number two, you have got to sun protect. If you are not sun protecting, you are just accelerating your collagen loss and also putting yourself at risk for skin cancers and other issues down the road. So if you're worried about your collagen, protect yourself from the sun. And this is for everyone. It doesn't matter what skin complexion or skin color you have. Everyone needs sun protection. So make sure you're wearing SPF 30 or higher. Make sure you're wearing hats, sunglasses, seeking shade, try not to get tan or burned. You also want to put down that cigarette and not smoke. Smoking is so harmful for so many organs in our body and also your skin. If the only reason you're going to stop smoking is because of how it it changes your skin and how you look, so be it. But again, you are going to reap so many health benefits if you can quit smoking as well as financial, right? Because those cigarettes are very expensive. I would just encourage you to get the help you need to stop smoking if you are. You also want to get to the gym and build muscle mass. That is definitely going to help you boost your collagen, build muscle, build protein. It's going to improve how your skin looks. You're going to feel better mentally as well as physically. And they actually have done some studies that show an improvement in the dermis of our skin, which is where our collagen is. There was improvement and also with cardio, but it was enhanced when people did cardio and weightlifting. So again, lots of really good data out there showing the benefits of exercise. So make sure to incorporate not just cardio, but some weightlifting as well. You also want to get enough sleep. And finally, I feel like people are really promoting this as important. When I was doing my training, it was almost like a badge of honor to say how little you slept, how little sleep you needed. It was almost like a weakness to say that you slept 
six to eight hours, like you are wasting your time. But now we are realizing that sleep is so important. It's so important, not just for our minds, but our physical health. And you're going to look better too when you wake up feeling better. Your body has had time to recharge, reset. And so sleeping is super important. And if you can't get eight hours, at least try to get at least six hours and try to establish a healthy sleep routine. And I think you really are going to reap the benefits, not just with your skin health, but how you feel overall. Now let's get into sort of the skin related things that can help with collagen boosting. This is where I really enjoy talking about this with my patients. If you are interested in boosting your collagen, then a number one ingredient to have other than sunscreen, right? is to have a topical A or a retinoid. A retinoid like tretinoin, which is a prescription formulation, can boost your collagen by 300%. Now, that's huge. And I can attest as someone who's been using tretinoin since I was a teenager with acne, and now here I am a couple decades later, it really is impactful. But it's like diet, it's like exercise, it's like all these healthy things we talk about. It takes time, it's not a quick fix, So it may not sound super sexy, but you got to stick with it. A small amount using it every night or a couple nights a week can really, really be impactful for your skin's collagen. I also love vitamin C, which I think pairs so nicely with sunscreen because it helps combat the free radicals from UV damage. And again, UV damage, it impairs our collagen. So if we can fight that, it will help boost our collagen. Now, of course, there are also tons of in-office procedures we can do to boost collagen. Anything that really causes micro trauma in the skin can boost collagen. So devices like microneedling to things like ablative and non-ablative lasers, chemical peels, even lasers like a pulse dye laser, IPL. These are all things that can help boost collagen in the skin, radiofrequency microneedling. And I really love the biostimulants because I feel like here I can really put the collagen where I need it. And these are things like Sculptra and Radius, and they use these little particles and they help stimulate your own collagen. So I think it gives a really natural look when done. And again, I know that I'm getting the collagen right there in the skin. Now, of course, I can't end this episode without talking about collagen supplements and collagen in skincare products and what my thoughts are as a board-certified dermatologist. So do collagen supplements work? Will putting collagen powder into my coffee, into my smoothie, or taking a pill really help boost my collagen? Well, we actually don't know. And that's because there are no good randomized, large, double-blinded research trials out there. Now, some of these products will do their own clinical trials. And just like with skincare products, you have to take it with a grain of salt. Again, the company that is selling and pushing this product is doing the research. And so of course, they're not going to publish negative results, right? They're going to only publish the results showing that it worked or showing improvement. The other thing to know about these collagen supplements and powders is that you are not actually getting 
collagen directly. So collagen has to be broken down into amino acids, and then it reforms into protein or collagen wherever your body needs it. So by taking a supplement, we can't guarantee or we don't know if that collagen is going to your cheekbones or your neck or the top of your hands. It could be going to your joints. It could be going to your heart, your eyes, your blood vessels. We don't really know where it's going when it's broken down and then your body reforms it. So there have been some studies suggesting that people who took collagen supplements, when they use the hydrolyzed collagen, that they did notice improvement in their skin texture. They felt like they had less wrinkles. They felt like their skin looked more vibrant. And it's hard to say whether that is from the supplements they took exactly or not. So long story short, further research needs to be done to really clarify this. At this point, I'm not someone who's taking collagen supplements and powders. I think there are other ways to really boost the collagen in my body, either through in-office procedures or through just my lifestyle modifications. But certainly there is a lot of marketing and a lot of interest in this. And I would say if you are thinking about taking a collagen supplement, make sure to get it from a reliable or well-known source because supplements are not regulated by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. And so they are not required to undergo rigorous research and testing like medications are. And so you want to look for a company that is maybe certified, that has a good track record for producing quality supplements. Because again, sometimes the supplement world can be a little bit like the Wild West. You don't really know what you're getting and they can sort of write whatever they want on the labels again, because it's not regulated like medications. So to be continued, I'm sure there is more and more research and interest into these products certainly coming down the pike. Now, what about collagen in skincare products? Again, I am seeing this all over. And the basic lowdown is that these collagen peptides are too big to be absorbed or penetrate through our skin and deposit into our skin. So it's unlikely that putting this collagen peptide cream on your skin is going to then give you more collagen in your cheeks or in your hands or wherever you want more collagen, right? Or more lift or boost. But some people in some of the studies have found that they felt like their skin was improved. They had less fine lines and wrinkles. And so it's hard to know, well, what was the cause of that? Was it really the collagen peptides or was it more the moisturizer base that they were using or maybe some of the other actives in that product? So again, more research needs to be done, but just know that you're not really absorbing those whole intact collagen peptides that are then going to sit in your skin and give you more collagen. There are ways we can do that in the skin, but that's really going to be through in-office procedures. So definitely we'll do a part two of this where I actually go into depth on the in-office procedures that I think are worth your money if you are really interested in boosting collagen specifically in your skin. But just a little food for thought, make sure you are doing these other lifestyle modifications that we know do work in boosting our collagen. And of course, see a board certified dermatologist if you have any specific skincare concerns or issues. All right, guys, thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to The Skin Reel. I hope it's been informative, educational, and perhaps a little entertaining. 
If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to like and subscribe and share with a friend. Don't want to stop your learning just yet? Head on over to theskinreel.com for show notes, blog posts, and so much more. Until next time, skin friends. Thank you.